Welcome to the Color Auntie Podcast. My name is Grace, joined by my co-host, Kozan. And we are so glad that you're here with us. We're just your northern girls trying to live our best life. We're here to help you through those dreadful morning commutes, or if you're just wanting to hear Quay out of things you may be experiencing, because both Quay and I have been there. We don't really know what we're doing in life, but we're hoping to figure it out with you along the way. <laughs> yeah. So listen, your podcast aunties love ya. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Color Auntie podcast. Um, today is a beautiful day. I'm back in Hamilton after uh, a road trip back, which has been a lot of fun. Um, in case you haven't, if, in case this is your first ep- episode listening to us, my name is Grace and I'm one of the co-hosts and I'll let my other co-host introduce herself. And my name is Kuzans and I'm the other half of the podcast. I'm from Garden River First Nation. Um, I grew up there and went to school there and now I live in Toronto. Yeah, and my introduction is I'm from Thunder Bay. My community is Gull Bay First Nation and I currently live in Hamilton but work in Toronto uh, along with Quay. So that's kind of how we met. And um, the whole the whole thing is about us leaving our communities and struggling and living in the big city. And we kind of wanted to bring it back to where we're from. Because I think we've in past episodes, we've talked a little bit about our, our hometowns. And um, recently, because of all the COVID stuff, uh, I spent the last month back home with my family and Quay spent, I think, the first two or three months back home. Like <laughs> a- March, April, April to May, um, May to June. Yeah, three months, whole three months back home. <laughs> a whole three months. <laughs> so, okay, a whole, now we're 30 episodes deep and now we're finally going to talk about what it's like to live in Thunder Bay in the Sioux. Yeah, honestly, it really takes you moving away to appreciate where you're from, or I guess to appreciate anything. But um, so it was my first time driving by myself um, from Sault Ste. Marie to Thunder Bay, like that whole stretch. And I remember thinking my first like 15 minute drive in, okay, I, I was lucky I got my mom to drive to Sault Ste. Marie just so we can convoy back. People are like, oh, so she like, she took a bus there. I'm like, no, she drove in her own car. So you're leaving your car. And I'm like, no, I'm just driving behind her. So you guys are driving separately. I'm like, yeah. But I was like, that's I how I was. I didn't want to break down on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere with no cell reception with just Nico. So, but it was fine for your mom and Ashton to break down on the side of the road going to see you. <laughs> She's more experienced than I am. Yeah, a more experienced true. driver. So, because honestly, I was like breaking down like the day before because I was also very scared to drive that. And I remember yeah. 15 minutes into that drive, I'm like seeing the mountains and it was kind of foggy. I'm like, I'm driving in a freaking like Jurassic Park right now. Like, <laughs> this is freaky. But honestly, having to drive that and having to see everything because so. I grew up as a curler, so we had to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, Quay understands, and I didn't appreciate those type of drives. I was like, oh, but when I had to drive it myself and see everything, I was like, that stretch, that in Thunder Bay and Samory is the best drive I've ever been on. Like, it's beautiful. Like, every mountain you go or every every hill you go over, <laughs> you, like, 
in the water and it's just like it's breathtaking I was almost in tears by how beautiful it was okay I agree it's really beautiful but I it's really beautiful and it is really breathtaking but in my second year of university I spent like every summer driving to that road to Thunder Bay because because <laughs> <laughs> my friends were there um so now I'm like over that drive <laughs> but I know no it's it was beautiful. like it's beautiful and it's like yeah. windy and stuff um I'm also like in general over like driving <laughs> like road trips right now in my life like I have to go up to the Sioux this weekend for um Car- Erica's son's birthday his first birthday and I'm kind of like excited to do the drive but I'm also kind of like not again <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Also, that drive from, like, Toronto to Sault Ste. Marie isn't all that exciting. Mm-hmm. Hey, also, you should do the Chichimon. You think so? Oh, that yeah. would be... Okay, but the thing... At 520, you need to cut it out. But the thing is, if me and Tristan go, he can't... He doesn't think he can get off of work Friday, so we'd probably have to leave at night. Oh. So it's like a quicker straight shoot I think depends if we'd see yeah. depends if we'd see the sunset on the Chichimon yeah, yeah. Um, the latest the latest they go is 7 or wait no no even earlier mm-hmm. from Tobermory because I took it from 7 and that was the last from Manitoulin over to Tobermory and it stopped after that because it was like dark by the time we got off of it yeah but um Okay. So yeah, we just wanted to. So I mean, that's like our life updates. Um, actually, a really exciting update about both of us is that um, we're done our class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're- oh my god, we're thinking the same thing. So me and Quay ambitiously picked up <laughs> two online classes this summer, and we're like, "Wow, this is gonna be so good." It was. Okay, I feel bad. <laughs> are like listening which i don't think they it'd be a lot of digging but who knows they could like search our names and maybe yeah but it was a lot it was dreadful it was um hard like it's summer i don't think anyone should be in class <laughs> it should be against the law to go to school in this summer <laughs> yeah it was so i forget wait i don't know if you read my like um my like final words in that discussion no but I, was, I didn't like, even post anything i was like i'm fucking oh, done wait, like five percent like i know okay listeners you have to go with the five percent every time yeah yeah anyways i i pretty much honest i was like yeah i learned a lot it was great no totally hard to do this in the summer i don't know i forget what i said but it was something along those lines and i was like quay will find this funny <laughs> okay so the thing was we didn't pick a course that we were like oh my god we want to learn so much about it we picked courses that were like grammar and like it was like grammar and and i don't know something that helped in our job yeah grammar port writing yeah so like these weren't things that we were like eager to learn about yeah it was like oh man like we're forced to learn it because we gotta like get better at this skill yeah and then it was on top of the thinking and problem solving and things that we do at work we had to then think (laughs) 
more to write these imaginary reports on imaginary businesses. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, it was way too hard. So that that's a big um, celebration that Mm -hmm. we're this Sunday. And I mean, it's Sunday when this episode's released. What there was always deadlines on Sunday, and yeah. you're like, ah, oh, this assignment's due. Ah, oh, this is due. So we're finally over that. But that's like our biggest update is we're finally done two more courses, and I mean, Quay's done until she starts her master's or does whatever next. But I'm starting my degree, which I'm excited for. I'm yeah. like, okay, these are like things that I'm I'm like wanting to learn and going to be super interested in. So. I'm like ready for that. Yeah. Um, So if anybody else is going to be starting school in the fall, congrats on making that leap. And like, congrats again, Grace, on like getting in, making that decision, going for it. Thanks, Way to go. Okay. So when we, who we are is like, we're small town girls, but we want to talk about like some pros and cons in general. To living in the city to living in a small town so okay a quick i have something okay the tip of my tongue okay okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i know that living in a small town and quay agrees because i mentioned this before is there's parking every business has a parking lot mm-hmm. and you don't have to pay yeah that was that that's weird that was a weird adjustment and then walking was weird not like like walking as your main mode of transportation because in the small town you literally go door to door you're not like it's like you go walking for fun it's not like mandatory <laughs> yeah actually that's funny also biking is really big because people are like "Ooh, i want to bike and be like um i mean it is very good that they are biking because like all the car emissions and whatnot mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we were driving back from home since just now and there was like this um, moped and it had a huge, like it had a trailer on the back of it that I think had a cooler in it. And he's driving right in front of us. And there's all these bike lanes. And we're like, does he know he's, supp- is he supposed to be in the middle of the road? And we're like, what? But another thing I wanted to say about a pro about living in a small town is I met someone this summer that was from Guelph, but moved up to um Thunder Bay to go to school and then they ended up having a family and they stayed up there and I'm like oh like what made you guys stay in Thunder Bay and they're like you know it's a city that you can be really creative with your employment Mm -hmm. and I'm like you know like you don't have to be making a ton of money and you can still like um own a house or like travel or things like that or you can be an entrepreneur yeah and like that flexibility too you know and still make it there and I'm like that's so like awesome to hear because like down south where we're living it's like no one can buy it's like it's (laughs) it's so hard to like kind of make ends meet and then still enjoy a life Mm -hmm. yeah what it's just very after all this we'll be like the pros of small towns the pro and then we're like wait a minute why are we living in (laughs) what are are we doing here why yeah so so, like (laughs) this one grace was saying they're like budget friendly like you can buy a house if you just save a little not and you can still eat and save to buy a house (laughs) 
because <laughs> groceries are cheaper too in smaller towns and it's like everything's like a kind of like a slower pace nobody's rushing around like like rush hour to St. Marie is like maybe three cars out of light not mm-hmm. <laughs> not like no. yeah that's every day at my my intersection um but a disadvantage is like the lack of employment and like the lack of opportunities for like for jobs because even when I think of working in my community there's no positions that are opening up right now because people are still employed there's like no opportunities to work back home um that are long-term permanent jobs where you have that kind of longevity they're just like contract to contract that pop up based on funding that sucks Mm -hmm. and then um like here there's so many things there's so many different areas that you can like we have jobs and I wouldn't have a job like this back home because there's really great people in those positions already so that's a disadvantage I think that's why that's why you move I think that's why everyone moves like when you're native I think and you move to the city like you're looking you're looking for employment that because um there's not a lot of opportunities but I think every generation says says that too but that's just mm-hmm. a small town disadvantage. Yeah, totally. Um, so I know you mentioned like the cost of living, groceries. Um, oh, yeah, like the commutes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that is like, the worst. Like imagine it's- commuting for me. When you think about for you, commuting an hour, where could you get to in the Sioux? I could get to Blind River. I could get to Old Woman Bay. Are like Wawa in the same amount of time. <laughs> in the same amount of time. But it's I- true. Wow. <laughs> for for Thunder Bay, where could you get to in an hour? I could get to Nipigon. I could get to Kekabek. Actually, I could get to Kekabeka and back. <laughs> <laughs> Kekabeka is so beautiful. You want to know? It's so beautiful. You want to know, listeners, the story I tell about Kekabeka Falls? So I'm I'm out here being a historian to all the all the wrong people telling all the wrong information. <laughs> so the real story about Kekabeka Falls is that this, um, well, it's like a I don't know if it's a real story or not, but I w- read up on it and it was like this native these two native tribes were battling, and one of the daughters, obviously the chief's daughter ran up ahead and, like, tricked the other tribe off to go off the Kekabeka Falls and saved her community. Um, but the story I tell is when Thunder Bay is getting, was getting colonized, the chief's daughter ran up ahead, made friends with the white people, and then took them off the falls, and she saved the day. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm telling the wrong <laughs> info. I'm really sorry if I misguided you in knowing what Kekabeka Falls is, if anyone ever believed me. But that's... Yeah. <laughs> if you knew Quay before this, she's apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> At least you told the right story. Like I corrected myself? Yeah. You said it here. Yeah. And I think my story <laughs> was like... My story is a lot funner. <laughs> funner. <laughs> Yeah, so Kekabeka is one of, like, the highlights of Thunder Bay. We wanted to talk about our home, 
towns Mm -hmm. and where he grew up and kind of all the great places that if you were ever because I'm even having neighbors come up to me now that I'm home and they're like oh welcome back like how was your trip and I'm saying all these highlights and it's so amazing and um so Kekabeka being one of them um another big one is a sleeping giant which is like almost made one of the world wonders I think um yeah don't quote me could be wrong like way <laughs> i'm gonna say here we are acting like historians and geographical phd holders <laughs> <laughs> i know it's so okay so the sleeping giant is beautiful probably what oh okay so in one day this is really funny we went to so our sister-in-law was like i rented a campsite out at the sleeping giant come visit with all the kids um and co- just come for the day and we're like yeah okay so we're like, okay, let's go to the Amethyst Mine because the kids really wanted to go. And that's something that's really unique to Northern Ontario is the Amethyst. Mm-hmm. So um, we took all the kids, went to the Amethyst Mine, they picked the rocks, whatever, we paid for them. And I was driving with all everyone and I we went the wrong way on the highway and we went all the way to Nipigon, which is like an hour away, <laughs> the wrong direction oh from the Sleeping Giant. So we're like, Wow, look at all this red rock. Isn't it so beautiful? Red rock? Michigan. <laughs> oh my God. Wait. So we had to drive all the way back. And, anyways, we get there and it was like the best day. And the campsites were right on the water. Like, you're not like kind of nestled in tree. Well, you are nestled, but you know how sometimes you can be in the middle of a campsite and you have to walk to the water? Mm-hmm. This one was like right on the water. Like, your steps from. So anyways, it was amazing. And that was probably like one of my favorite days of summer. Yeah. And then Ben um, got to Thunder Bay last week. I wanted to go to see the sea lion. So I had to tell Quay what the sea lion was. And maybe we'll post this week. Yeah. We'll, I'll post some information about the sea lion because I don't want to give false information. But it's <laughs> a rock with a hole in it. And at one time it did look like a sea lion. But the head fell off because it's eroding. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, and the, we went out there and it was a nice little hike for Nico because it wasn't too long. And it was breathtaking. Like the water, we had like a little picnic by the water. We collected all these rocks because, you know, like by the shore, all the rocks are super like, um, like rounded out mm-hmm. and like, just like not sharp. So we packed a whole like pocket full of them and I have them in a vase downstairs. Oh, so we can rocks are like from Lake Superior and Beautiful. it's so I get, like sentimental with like just having things that remind me of home mm-hmm. in my own home because I miss home so much <laughs> I know <laughs> I, I get love- it yeah. I have I have rocks here from old old woman bay and it's just like also like oh yeah part of home is with you <laughs> yeah no it's it means like a lot to me and I kind of want Nico to see that like in our house is that he's from two places you know like mm-hmm. Hamilton's home but Thunder Bay is also home and we were up there for I think like four or five weeks and he spent the whole summer with his cousins because he's got um older cousins up there and he just had a blast and that's like what are summers gonna be like every summer and um so those are kind of the big Thunder Bay highlights uh actually one we did it was amazing we went to um we went fishing in my community of Gull Bay and we went there for the evening or the night, the evening night. And then like the rest of the day. And it was, that was just so amazing. Like it, it just really brings you back 
kind of like to reality and you just like you just remember what's important you know yeah you know like your health's important your family's important and that that really is all of it like that's all you should really be worried about is just like your health your family and just like loving every like your where I don't even know where I'm going with this (laughs) (laughs) so really Grace is saying you don't need to worry about anything else (laughs) it's true like it just honestly it was healing like my trip was healing and just being around people that like know me Mm -hmm. for what who I am and who I like was before I was even a mom yeah yeah like like, I I loved my whole trip Uh, I'm also so happy to be home but wait (laughs) tell me about the zoo like what are if I want to go back to the zoo because actually when we were staying at the Quattro, there's like this military museum like right across the street, and we're what? like, oh, yeah, or something <laughs> like that. that it's like, oh, that'd be really cool to like check out. And the Sioux is always just like an overnight, and then we're leaving. That we're like, okay, we've got to like actually spend some time. So, if our listeners go to the Sioux, and if I spend longer there, what can I do? What are some hot things to do in the Sioux? Um, okay, well, I also want to mention first something that you said like it is healing being home like being home in your community because I always say this like this is my land like this is my the soil those rocks those are mine (laughs) I said that I work all the time about like going home and being home like everything's different and I feel more yeah you just feel like healed and stuff and because you're surrounded by so much love and family and that's something that I really miss um we always talk about this I think like on the podcast like we just miss being in our, around our families because we're out here mm-hmm. um okay so but back to the Sioux Sioux life is okay what is Sioux life so like like Thunder Bay we have a lot of pretty things like we have um the locks I don't know why I thought that was pretty but we have the locks in the, <laughs> in the boardwalk we have if you drive uh, up like north a little bit more we have like the agua pictographs um and those are really like breathtaking to see because that's like what our ancestors left and then we have old woman bay which i talk about a lot and that's really beautiful um garden river like i'm not your typical garden river girl like Garden River girls are, like, they play hockey, they play baseball, they play golf, all these things with, like, instruments. And um, I don't do any of those. Um, I, can, I can play volleyball. I think that's a garden thing. And But I, I really <clears throat> excelled at, like, basketball, soccer, and track in high school. So I never was, like, I was a girl from garden, but I, I didn't have those traits of, like, that type of athleticism. I ha- It was only, like, my hands and my feet, I had to be in control of. I couldn't hold anything. <laughs> but one garden thing, and I think a Sioux thing, is like socks and sandals. That's a thing. So if you wanna, if you wanna fit in in the Sioux, where where socks and sandals, but not, okay. <laughs> but they have to be like athletic socks and like Burks or like Nike slides or Adidas slides. They have to be like that. Oh, so not like flip flops. <laughs> Dollar store flip flops. <laughs> Old navy flip flops. Yeah, gross. No. So you gotta be stylish at least. Yeah. 
And your life is going to be boring if you kind of don't play a sport or if you don't like being recreational and active. Like, we have a hub trail, and it's this big, long trail that goes all around Sault Ste. Marie, and it's really beautiful. And my friend, he bikes it all the time. People bike it. Um, When I was home, I was running on the hub trail a lot. But life in the Sioux now is, like, going out to dinner at, like, a nice restaurant that's, like, um, they, we have all these like really t- tiny, small, like hipstery places to eat now. But when I was growing up, it was like, okay, so, um, I have a very like small town university experience. So like you go out on weekends and like, it's not uncommon for you to go out Thursday to Saturday, like back to back. <laughs> it's not uncommon to go out sunday to saturday (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah okay thursday to saturday yeah so those were like um because there was really nothing else to do and then sometimes it's like even go going to play pool on wednesday so you're like you're out wednesday to saturday (laughs) that's 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 what small towns like but um i'm really grateful for growing up in the Sioux and um, even though we went out all the time, I'm really grateful for not having other distractions like in the city. I don't know how I don't like if if you're one of our listeners and you move to a city away from your community to go to school, like you need to be more proud of yourself for being focused and like staying focused and not getting distracted and disroded or disroded or <laughs> derailed by like all the other things going on in the city and even if you have stumbled a bit and that did happen to you like it's okay you can get back on track like it's it's hard living here yeah because I'm sure you have an experience where you almost moved home oh I moved home (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah no you didn't (laughs) but like where you're really like I give up I'm 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 going back home like you were coming back after a certain period period but still like Quay did go home Mm -hmm. and there were times where I was almost forced that I had to go home Mm -hmm. and where I just like was like I can't do it anymore and like we both kind of you know like went through that and um like we're still down here and now that I think like that I have my son Nico I'm like I'm so lucky that we like, I try to be really grateful we live down here because there's so many, um, there's so many opportunities mm-hmm. for Nico to grow up. Like, I'm so jealous that he'll, he'll get to just, like, go to concerts and for like, <laughs> games, like, so easily. Yeah. And, um, but then we'll also have that Northern experience, like, anytime we want because my whole family's up there. So I'm like, he's living, like, the best life. Like, he, he'll have, the, like, the best of both worlds. Like, so, yeah, I agree. Uh, That's, like, something that I think about, too. And, like, with my current partner, we talked about, okay, well, if we have kids, like, I don't want them to be snotty city kids. And he's, like, neither do I. And I'm, like, in the summertime, like, for a month, I want to ship them up north and, like, make them stay with my dad for a bit so they know, like, Uh what my community is like. And I'm, like, at Christmas time, I said this purely for me. I was, like, at Christmas, I don't mind spending two weeks in Jamaica. (laughs) I don't mind. I don't mind because they have to. They have to know both of their backgrounds. So, yeah, so it's I true. I have to sacrifice my winter to go to Jamaica. <laughs> I'll do it. 
that's like the best of both worlds too wait they'll be like they'll be like official snowbirds (laughs) yeah they'll be snowbirds and i'm like yeah we can send them out to go live with your your grandparents and stuff and like i guess i'll have to go get them but (laughs) okay but let's talk about really quick about the moment we almost gave up so when I moved here, I moved here right out of um, graduating from Algoma, like loved my life, felt so loved and supported. I like <clears throat> had the best time in university and I came here to go to George Brown <clears throat> and like, I think it was, <sighs> okay, so my actual journey here was hard right from the beginning because when I moved here, we lived on an air mattress. I didn't have any furniture. Um, and then in my, for my first semester, starting at George Brown and like the second week my grandfather passed away so I had to go home and that was when everyone was making groups and like being um finding groups for like the whole year because we were doing like a capstone projects um so I had to come back and then everyone had a group and I had to ask the teacher and they they put me in a group and they put me in a group with all these like okay no offense if you're listening but like all these white girls and there was another guy from Russia who came late because of his passport. And so we were in the same group. But there was these white girls and this one um, Caucasian gay man. And he, and like, it was the worst group of my life. Like, I'm friends with one person from that still, or two. But the first couple months of, like, meeting people and making friends and struggling because George Brown life was not, like, life at Algoma. And I didn't feel that loved and supported there. Um, <clears throat> that was hard. And I almost like gave up. But then I met halfway through the term, I met this girl named Olga, who was also from Russia. And we were into basketball. And like, I made a mutual friend. And um, we got along on a lot of things because we were both athletic. She played when she was in Russia. And like, we play together now in, in leagues. So like, meeting her <clears throat> and finding someone with the same common things like I have like that really saved me and that didn't make me move home Mm -hmm. um so yeah that was a moment when I almost went home was like right after my grandpa passed away and then I had to work with those that annoying group yeah there's like so many things that could be like that could be discouraging that just like leaders are our confidence Mm -hmm. in in the move like, I never, um, I did never feel, sorry, sorry, I cut you off. I never felt no. conscious about my background until I was in that dynamic. And I was like, mm-hmm. being Native, I'm so intrinsically different from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So keep on what you're saying. Oh, no, I was just, like, agreeing with you and, like, saying how hard it, hard, how hard it is to to move and, like, go through things where, if we are going through things near our family, we have someone to turn to, you know, mm-hmm. and like feel that support and be like, they, that like, you can push through it. Um, the time that I almost gave up was, um, so like, like our first episode, we confessed that we all slept on our mattresses. <laughs> that wasn't the hardest though. Um, like in a way it's, it's pretty amazing when you put yourself in situations like how, resilient you are right like I grew up so close being so close with my mom and it was just like in me that I moved away and it was hard like the first couple months just like being like lonely and like 
Um, I really lucked out with the place I lived and like it had these awesome girls as my roommates and and whatnot. But the hardest time was um, it was after my <clears throat> diploma and I, I was working at the college and then I was upgrading some classes to get into this degree program that I had. Um, a, what is it? A, uh, oh, a conditional offer too that I was so excited for. I just signed a really like expensive lease. Well, it was expensive for me at yeah, the time. Yeah. And and then come September, I didn't get into the program. My contract was up, and so I had no job. I had this like this rent to pay, and I like at that point I was like I I need I think my next like decision is to go home and then somehow figure out how to pay my the rest of my lease from Thunder Bay oh my god yeah so that was really scary and luckily it like worked out and everything was fine but it was a really scary like month like transition because I didn't know um really like what to do and I almost did move home um and that was really hard and you know what it's and don't feel bad even if you do move home. Yeah. Because I know, like, we we see, like, just the job that we're in, a lot of students or a lot of people that aren't able to make it work down here. And not that they weren't able to make it work. It's just they, it, it's not their time, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. so I, think I that, mean, it easily could have happened to us. Yeah. And I think that if you are, if you are nervous for, if you're going to move somewhere, like, or if you've been there, I think reaching, we always, we say this too, like reaching out, making connections and like, um, building a second family, like a second community is so important. And so as, as soon as you start doing that, or if you're like able to tie into whatever community you need to go do it, because that's what saved us. Yeah. Totally. So, um, I guess that wraps up our episode. <laughs> I don't know how we went to, <laughs> to don't give up, but I'm glad we got here. So, listeners, do not <laughs> give up. Um, well, we're ending it on a good note. Yeah. I feel like sometimes we're like, okay, this is the end, and we're like, wait, this this is not a good end. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for tuning in this week. Um, stay tuned for the for my updates on my progress, I, as of today, I'm one pound down. So let's keep it rolling. Um, be healthy, eat good, um, go to therapy if you need to, and keep it real. <laughs> that was a good way. I like that. That's going to be our tag like now. Like, you yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to say that at the end. Are we done? We're done. so your podcast andy's know that life can be tough and we want to end our episode with promoting the hope for wellness talk line the hope for wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all indigenous people across canada it is available 24 hours a day seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast aunties love you.